I was invited to participate in Podcast Row, an initiative partnering up-and-coming entrepreneurs and brands with top business and peak performance podcasters, that's me, for networking, podcast interviews, and content creation. And Leadership in the Environment guest, recent guest Jeremy Ryan Slate was also part of it. And also James Altucher not only participated, but he was one of the main planners. Running into him there is how he came to be a guest on this podcast a couple weeks ago. And we recorded at Stand Up New York, I guess a stand-up club where James Altucher, he's a co-owner, and actually he treated us to some of his stand-up. I'm sorry I didn't record that. Anyway, the next seven episodes bring the seven up-and-coming entrepreneurs, friends of James Altucher, and various people who were participating. Now, because we recorded back-to-back, the recordings had to be under 30 minutes, so I couldn't talk about the environment with each, but each is a leader. I hope that you can learn from each of them, and if they're in your field, work with them. Aaron and I emailed years ago when his main project, which is called Propelify, was just getting started. At the time, he was running New Jersey Tech Meetup, and it's since become one of the region's top entrepreneurial and tech events. And Aaron is the main force behind it. 8,000 people at one event here in New York is big. It's hard to get that many people together. I think it's actually gotten bigger since then. And also two Leadership in the Environment guests, Joan Wilson and Beth Comstock, have spoken at Propelify. And talking to him, I thought, what more could reveal someone's skills and experience than to have him solve a relevant real-world problem? So I shared with him an event idea I'd been working on that was relevant to what he did and asked him for his advice. If you've ever wanted to hold an event or to build a community, listen to Aaron's mind and experience at work. I think we all want to build community in our lives. So hear an experienced expert break it down. He makes it simple by connecting to the most important things. Well, welcome to the Leadership in the Environment podcast. This is Joshua Spodek. I'm here with Aaron Price. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. And uh, we were talking about a whole bunch of things before we started rolling and we could pick up any number of them. So I'm going to list a few things. One is that I, we first came in contact a while ago through the New Jersey Tech Meetup. And you do that. Well, I did the Princeton Tech Meetup. You do that. And then you also started Propelify, which is this huge event. And I'm kind of curious, making huge events. I don't think you said, I'm going to make a huge event. But it became that. And I think that's really interesting for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, we can't talk about the environment because we've been talking about that and flying and things like that. Um, I, I'm going to I'm going to ask you about starting this event. Did yeah. you intend to start an event that's become as big as it has? Yes, I did. Oh, you did. Okay. I did. The New Jersey Tech Meetup, which was the inspiration for and the predecessor to the Propelify Innovation Festival, was I did not start with the intention of making a giant community of entrepreneurs and technologists. The New Jersey Tech Meetup, correct. Uh-huh. And um, j- just to be clear, the New Jersey Tech Meetup is a nonprofit organization that runs this monthly event. Uh, usually it's even it's not exclusively we've done some things in Princeton and other other places in New York and elsewhere where we bring in startups um, uh, we have we have networking three startups present and then we have a, a featured speaker we've had some great speakers we've had founders of lots of interesting tech companies we've had Cory Booker and we've had it's interesting you should look out the window at what's walking by right there by the way which your listeners can't hear but is worth describing what there's is a that? guy yeah. with a hand puppet <laughs> Just walking down it looks the block. like Elmo or something. Yeah. <laughs> like a giant one. Yeah, like, a, yeah. like a bad copy of Elmo. Um, uh, sorry. So the meetup is a monthly event built to inspire entrepreneurs. And we get about, a, I thought we'd get 10, 20 people when I first started it. We're now nine years old. We're the state's largest tech group. We're 7,300 members. And it just keeps on growing. That inspired the idea for um, something much, much bigger. Which, And I also was part of... You know, the New York region, the tri-state area experienced this massive maturation around startups, technology and entrepreneurship right in line with my experience with the New Jersey Tech Meetup, which is in Hoboken. So it's part of the New York ecosystem anyway. And so I was thinking about where to focus. I was 
breaking up with a co-founder on another business. And I don't know if you know Gary Vaynerchuk, but I was interviewing him at a New Jersey Tech meetup, and he's he's inspirationally yelling at the crowd about finding uh-huh. your own strategic, strategic unique advantage. And I realized mine was bringing together community. And wouldn't it be great to do a much larger version of what I was doing with the New Jersey Tech Meetup at some bigger scale and bring in the entire ecosystem and hence Propelify and the, the Propelify Innovation Festival was born. And the last thing I'll add there is it's the, the name Propelify is rooted in the concept that ideas, I believe, are very easy, but execution and propelling them into action is the hard part. Now I'm going to go full selfish. That's okay. <laughs> uh, over the course of this podcast, I think I've, on, on a personal level, I've transformed and I've got a long way to go. But a lot of times at the beginning when I talk about environmental issues, people are like, why being so judgmental? And I, I hit every emotional mind. I was like walking through an emotional minefield with everybody I spoke to. And I see that a lot. And so most people, I think, avoid talking about the environment. Uh, and because they know that they're like, because people push back, oh, I'm doing everything I can, all right? Stuff like that. Yeah. Or, you know, tell other people, I already know, stuff like that. And over the years, I've, um, I've, gotten to, I've, I've gotten it down pretty well. Last night, I was talking to a friend of mine at Bain. So or he wasn't Bain. He was a partner there. You know, so pe- for people who don't know, it's a big consulting company. And they um, um, really top-level business. They, go, they, they uh, consult governments and big co- corporations. And he's heard me talk for a while. And at the beginning, he was very generous. And he was like, Josh, I think you could say this a little more productively for the other person. Last night, he was saying, this is really different, Josh. Your message, no one says that. It makes me want to change. It makes me want to do things I've never done before in this area. And he's, if people fly, like Bain people fly, right? Yeah. Like consultants. And uh, he's not Bain anymore. But, um, and so I've got, and I gave a TEDx talk a little while ago, and I've been working with one of the presidential candidates about a message, environmental, and it's getting really, people is, want to hear it. Is that it. candidate Andrew Yang? Yes, it is. Yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> and, uh, um, and where I'm at now is that I have this message that I think for the first time, it's where it, it began one-on-one. It, it, I honed it one-on-one interactive like this. The TEDx talk drove it to one to many, mm-hmm. non-interactive. I've done a whole bunch of um, working with corporations and coming in and speaking, doing workshops. So one to many, but still interactive. Yeah. But thinking on a presidential level or you know campaign level, I'm not trying to go into politics. I think that would be the wrong direction. I don't mind. But I'm thinking, where does this message go? What is the venue? Like Martin Luther King had a had a whole institution of the Black Church in the South. Uh, Malcolm X had something to, to grow into. Stand-up comedians, they have a message, and there's like a whole circuit that they do. And but I don't there's no no one out there that wants to hear this message. I, I believe that when people act on their environmental values, that they they when my experience is they look back and they thank me. They're glad that they did it. They wish yeah. they had it earlier. And but there's no clamor for it. There's no demand for it. In fact, there's in this country there's a demand for like tell someone else. Get the corporations and government to change. I'll change later. Yeah. You've created a, a large group of people getting together, and then you create another big one after that. Like, and, and, and you said that's your talent. You said, yeah. Gary Vee said, build on your talent. And what you said is what I'm trying to figure out. I'm not trying to make some big Bonnaroo yeah. about environment stuff, but it, it does feel like 
I'm trying to find that's the that's the stage. So let's I talk am. about that for a minute. Yeah. Your podcast is called Leadership in and and the environment and the environment. Yeah. Which is an interesting choice because I am not someone who would who I think would I don't know. I doubt I would check the box as an environmentalist because it's a very charged word. However, I definitely care very deeply about the environment. Mm -hmm. So by default, you're, I think, screening in the way that you market your podcast for people who already are uh, passionate in some way about the environment and leadership. And leadership and the environment kind of screams for if you are super into the environment, listen to this. Would Would you agree with that? I mean, maybe not that that's your intention, but that they may be what's happened. The effect it, it tends to here. People constantly come to me and they say, I got a perfect guest for you. And it's always an environmental person. Correct. And their leadership skills are in the toilet. Yeah. And in fact, usually counterproductive. Yeah. I mean, it's leading people to like protect themselves and be like, ah, oh, stop telling right. me what to do. And because it sounds like what you're saying to me, sorry to cut you off, is. In the environment as a topic or as a, a as a problem is is near to the hearts of many, if not most, people. There's what you've. I think you're saying you have yeah, found people who drink water and breathe air. Right. Yeah. Like you know, generally humans, um, and even those who may even seem non-obvious, like you know, stereotypically, Bain Capital people aren't you know necessarily environmentalists. Usually, they're hardcore capitalists. Um, although I, I, I mean, it's a very broad stroke. I'm sure many of them care about the environment, but I think what you're saying is there are people who, who act in a way that they care about the environment on a day-to-day basis who may not show up at the rally, but they're doing a lot of things in their own homes and in their own behaviors to, to, to signal that. Well, what I'm finding is that people who are trying to influence others in the area of the environment are using techniques that are at best neutral and most often moving people in the opposite direction. Yeah. The, here, there's a, what I've done lately, I've done this with a few people, a little experiment. I say to them, like, say someone has a plastic bottle yeah. and I know that they don't want to pollute with plastic too much. I say to them, okay, think of your propensity to get another plastic bottle from zero to 100. Like, what are the odds that you'll ever you get another plastic bottle in the next week? Think of that number. Now, I'm going to say something to you and then see if that number changes. If, and I'm interested in that delta. Yeah. And I say, okay, so I'm, you have a number in your head. I'm going to say something, and then that number may or may not change. And then I, and then I say, okay. And then I say, here's the thing I'm going to say. That plastic pollutes. You shouldn't get it so much. Yeah. Now, what do you think the, what do you think the response is when I've asked them for that delta? To change their answer based just on Does that? Does it make them more, more, more I, likely I, or less I, likely I, to get I don't it? think that statement would be very effective in having them change the, the frequency with which they use plastic. The most common response is... Look, I had to get the bottle, okay? Right. I wasn't going to get it, but I had to, right? Right. And then I say, but what about the Delta? They're like, I can't get them back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you're the, attacking them, basically. They if, feel attacked. They feel attacked. And if you listen to the message, it's not that... I, I'm doing it kind of bluntly yeah, yeah, when yeah. I do it, but the the message is not that different than the... in my As, as far as I can tell, it's not that different than the predominant message. Yeah. You're polluting the world. We're all going to die. You should stop what you're doing. It's a chore. You don't want to do it, but you have to. Yeah. That I feel I'm, I'm overstating it, but I feel like that's the message, and that is not leadership. That's true, but I don't. This is interesting. I, I don't think we intend to talk about this, or at least I wasn't sure we would. But I don't think the issue. If I were to to go for the, if I were to take on the issue of environmental um, uh, awareness or or, or um, consciousness, I'm not sure the term you would use, the right word, but 
I don't know that I would not make it a features issue. I would not talk about the the benefits and features of being a, a good citizen of the of the planet. I would figure out a way to culturally tap into what people care about that makes them feel heard, cool, welcome. For I mean, I, I'm thinking about what's worked. You started this question with what's worked for how do I get eight thousand people to show up to appear to talk about business stuff, mm-hmm. and I think it works because it's. It, you know, it's a, so let me back up a step. It's the, it's, it's a festival. It's the most born, it's called the Propellify Innovation Festival. And if you want to go to a music festival, this is the least exciting experience for you. Uh-huh. If you want to go to a fun business event, it's a really fun thing to do, but it is a business event first. Culturally, it works really well for the startup community because we represent them authentically. And it, there is a cool, we try, I would say, and, and I think, do a reasonable job at succeeding at bringing the culture of the startup to this event, which is cool and fun. And there's some elements that are exclusive. There's plenty that are open and very, very, very um, welcoming to whomever shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, and embedded in the messaging is, by the way, make sure you're building your businesses here. And here's the benefits to raising capital. And here's like, or, or who you should talk to to raise capital and benefits of using these service providers. But we're not saying. We're not selling the features and benefits. We're selling like the, how this is going to be good for your life. And I think if I were to take on the environmental issue, like I would, I mean, I would find people who are doing this passively, who like well-known celebrity. Like I would go with the influencer model all the way and not make it an in-your-face. Not that. And by the way, this isn't message. This isn't um, targeted towards you, but mm-hmm. as a, as a as an industry, um, I think it should be a byproduct of our day-to-day living because I think most people have expressed that they're interested. And being good citizens, you know, good good citizens of the planet. But if you make it too difficult, like to your point before, well, I had to buy the bottle. You don't people don't feel the immediate impact of buying the bottle, the, the negative impact. Like you 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 don't fly. That the, the you know, it's so hard for me to relate to the benefit of not flying that it seems nearly impossible that I could accept that challenge. Well, I can tell you the strategy on this podcast is I, I alluded to it earlier is. There's a four-step process, and this is one of my TEDx talk is about. Is I start with what is when you think about the environment. What do you think about? What does the environment mean to you? Yeah. And no one, very rarely, do I get a straight answer there because the protections are very deep. I mean, they're, they're, what they care about is it's unique to everyone. An example: when I I had a guy over in my place, and I did this with him, and it took like 20 minutes to get to where when he thinks about the environment, he's from Kazakhstan, if I remember right. And apparently that's where, according to him, that's where humans discovered apples, like tens of thousands of years ago. Yeah. And they've since gone all around the world. But there's some apples that are only, they only exist there. And yeah. so when he was a kid growing up, there are these apple orchards. And some of these apple orchards, I guess, are housing developments now. And they're gone. Like yeah. that species, never again. Yeah. And, but it took like 20 minutes of him, I would say, like, what does the environment mean to you? And he's like, oh, yeah, let me tell you about the environment. And I was like... I'm not asking for a lecture. I'm just, and nothing personal. Yeah. Very, and the, but then when that came out, he really spoke touchingly about it. Very, you know, and then, and then the next step is to ask them once that's come out and they're open, then it's to say, is there anything you could do to act on that? And again, the answer is almost always, what's the biggest thing they can do? Or what does the New York Times say that they should do? Or what does Greenpeace say they should do? But yeah. not what they want to do. And so I have to go back and forth a while and, and really help them until they think, you know, I could do something. And it's almost always something they've been thinking of doing for a while. So for him, he decided to take cabs less. Yeah. And he didn't mean to do that. Now, the connection between apples in Kazakhstan and taxis in New York is not a big connection. Yeah. Except for him, it was. Yeah. And if I go to anyone else in the world and say there's apple orchards disappearing in Kazakhstan or in wherever... 
and will you take fewer cabs? That would make no sense to them. Yeah. And so that's why you started by saying, find out what, it, if I remember right, yeah. what it means to the people and make that connection for them. Yeah, totally. That's what I do. That's what I've been doing on the podcast and it's been doing for about a year. And now I'm getting to the point where I believe that it's ready for having hundreds of people in the audience. Yeah. Later to be thousands of people and to go on tour or something, but I don't know what will come next. And when you said what Gary Vee excited in yeah. you, I thought, oh, I should talk to this guy. <laughs> and then we just got the signal that there's like a minute left. Yeah. Well, I think if you're talking to leaders yeah, in that's the environment, the reason I was and you can figure out a way. I mean, all I can tell you is the way we market our experiences is the value proposition to the attendee. And so if you think you can invite people in and they would pay either with dollars or time or both, to learn you know, whatever it is, whether it's they want to become champions of this message and change their neighborhoods and that's their passion, mm-hmm. or there's a business model behind this, or there's some new science that's that's unique that you want to share in the room. There's neat, the, the heart of it is there should be a really clear value proposition to why they should show up. And, and not only why should they should show up, which is the most valuable asset they have, but perhaps maybe they, they should also take out their wallet. Um, I would focus around something that is uniquely valuable for, for why that should be. And that's if I'm doing an event to market the event to bring people in. Correct. You, how, now, by the way, which could be a lot of things. It might be bring in your kids because we'll inspire future environmentalists. It might be, do you personally want to be the champion of this region? I mean, there's a lot of ways that can go. So it depends on what you want to do. Okay. Uh, we've just scratched the surface. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Price, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.